It's Tuesday, March 30th, and it's time for our morning prayer in Scripture. This is Tuesday morning of the week of the Passion. As we approach the cross, we find Jesus crucified between two criminals. Now, crucifixion has a long history going back to the Persians. Likely, it was devised to make a hanging more painful and lasting, and most of all, more shameful. The Middle East is a shame-based culture. There was no better way to shame someone than to kill them like this. The Greeks didn't like crucifixion, yet they used it to demonstrate anger against defeated enemies. Even the Jewish leaders used it. But the Romans put crucifixion to use like no one else. It fit with Roman culture, the use of power and force and will. Often it would take days for a victim to die, and even afterward, the Romans might leave the dead person on the cross for days as a sign to the living. Now with Jesus, we overhear his words spoken to the Father, to the crowd at the foot of the cross, and also to those being crucified with him. Here's Jesus' second word. From Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now it's as if the criminals represent two parties around Jesus during his ministry. There are those that strike out against Jesus. Really, is there a benefit for one of the criminals to cast insults on Jesus while they're on the cross? But even there on the cross, here is the voice of shame saying, You are not who you think you are, or you would get us down from here, and yourself too. Perhaps he is testing Jesus, this criminal, trying to provoke him to act, if indeed he is the Messiah. This is the sort of sign some of the Jewish leaders were seeking. But I think Jesus reveals who he is, well, by staying right where he is. As he told Peter on the night he was arrested, just the night before, Do you think I cannot call on my Father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled to say that it must happen in this way? It's Matthew twenty six fifty three and 54. You see, Jesus could have interrupted the trial or even halted his arrest or had himself taken down from the cross. But he refused to do this that he might fulfill the will of the Father and accomplish salvation for us. But listen to the voice of the other criminal. He knows Jesus is innocent. Jesus committed no crime. Jesus doesn't deserve any of this. And this criminal, well, he chastises the one mocking Jesus. His eyes of faith see Jesus as king 
and he asks for a place in Jesus' kingdom. Wow, what faith. They are those that behold Jesus. They know he is King and Lord. And of course, this man does deserve the cross. But the cross of Jesus is about giving us a grace we do not deserve and a place in the kingdom of God as well. Jesus leaves him no doubt about this. He explains that at death he shall enter the kingdom. He will be with Jesus. Now, many have questioned this promise because we know that Jesus descended into death. He also descended into hell. How could he keep such a promise? Well, he's talking about the truth that this criminal, the guilty man, is united with Christ by faith. And wherever Jesus is, there he will be also. Indeed, he will never be separated from Jesus. We read Jesus' comment as the promise of a place. And he means the promise of a place with him forever. Now, this is such a beautiful word. It tells us what Jesus has come to do and why he remained on that cross when he could have summoned the angels to come to his rescue. This word shows us the unworthy are included. The sinner finds a place with Jesus by faith and by the goodness of God in Christ. And that is why we rejoice at Good Friday. Jesus opened the way for us to have life in him. Let's pray. Our God and Father, Jesus has done it all. We have nothing to boast in except the cross of Christ. Show us that we are joined to Christ both now and forever. Let this be my hope today. For I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.